We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, it's the Playmakers, Adrian Hernandez, alongside Lindsey Brown, as we get some insight on this Brian Flores lawsuit that shook up the sports world so on the line is senior reporter from Front Office Sports, A.J. Perez. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Now, A.J., before we get into our, our very necessary and very serious conversation, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to quote read one of your tweets that is absolute rocket fuel to controversy on our program. And I read, this won't be a popular opinion. No commish has done more to advance their sport in my lifetime than Gary Bettman. Yes, the lockout wiped out a season in his tenure, and there were a couple other work stoppages, but the NHL has come a long way. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, how much of Bob Manfred's ineptitude did you factor in? Because Gary absolutely botched oh. everything with Kyle Beach and still doesn't think hockey has a head trauma problem. I mean, yes. And, you know, that's, that's a part of hockey, though. I mean, hockey culture is – like not take I mean that their their concussion settlement they're they got nothing I mean that and there because there were no major players joining it at least with mm. the CTE settlement there were flaws the race norming was so bad which kind of dovetails into the uh, obviously what uh, Flores is arguing um, that was actually in his lawsuit but the the uh, yeah there's NHL is a different it just it go, it's a different sport but when I was you know, the Sharks were already kind of on their way to the league. They're already, I think it's the second season when Bettman took over. You know, but I, but I would not have been a Sharks uh, hockey fan if, in San Jose if, the, if there was no hockey team there. Oh, and you're and a Sharks know, uh, fan, AJ? Oh, no, yeah, this yeah. is not the greatest of starts I, I here in this market. <laughs> that, that was a great penalty on Pavelski. I will defend that to uh, Namaste. Well, good thing he's in Dallas these days, huh? Yeah, that's true. It's very, very spicy in here. Uh, AJ, uh, let's get to this lawsuit. Um, First and foremost, I want clarification. Uh, It was probably the quote-unquote juiciest thing that a lot of people were talking about, which was the text message exchange between Flores and Bill Belichick. Um, But in terms of, like, legal ramifications, I mean, is this simply going to be considered gossip, or is this something that's actual tangible that can be used in the suit? I think, uh, well, I'm not sure it's a, for this suit or it's, it has the, the most far-reaching impact, I think, could be the allegations that uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the of the Dolphins, offered uh, Brian Flores $100,000 per game to lose. That mm-hmm. is huge. It has implications, sports betting implications. It has integrity uh, implications. And it, the NFL, when I first started covering gambling 15, 16 years ago, NFL was totally against it. And there was these kind of things came up. We're like, how do we know? I mean, like, you know, how, how are we going to prevent? How are we going to make sure, ensure the integrity of the sport? And here you have a lawsuit 
And the second, kind of a secondary part of it is this whole paying, paying to lose. And there's been theories over the years. And actually today, Hugh Jackson, uh, uh, Hugh Jackson, the former coach of the, of the Browns, kind of hinted that, you know, there was some of that going on there. And how prevalent is that? And that, that throws off the competitive balance of the league. It also makes people question, and now with all these betting partners and more than half the states having sports betting, it, 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 people are going to start questioning, you know, the – you know, some of these games down the stretch where the one or two win teams are kind of just tanking it. And now, you know, there's we all know it's been, you know, tank for higher draft uh, position. But, you know, that's another thing is to reward somebody to do it. It's an endless series of unprecedented times and where were you moments. And yesterday, it just feels like it basically owned all the ones that had led up to it. But it wasn't just the moments of, of convergence, but one of transcendence for Flores by offering that sacrifice, is it possible for the league itself to, or, or I should say legally feasible for them to admit that they're wrong and, and to take steps to rectify this particular intersection of inequality? Because it, it has to go beyond the owners' meetings and saying, hey, guys, we got to do better. Okay, team on three, right? And that's what it feels yeah. like. Uh, that's all they do. Yeah, I, I've covered a lot of these investigations. I, I live outside D.C., uh, and we saw what happened in the lack of a written report, but there was, but there was an investigation that took several months into Dan Snyder and the Washington, now sorry, the Washington Commanders. Um, that you know that there was an end result there. You know, it took two hours for the NFL to pr- issue a press release, and uh, from the time me and I'm sure dozens of other reporters requested it uh, for after after the lawsuit was kind of made public. And you know, they came down so harsh in saying it was without merit, and they. And they, they're, they're all, of, I'm, like, I'm paraphrasing, they're all about diversity and inclusion and, and giving uh, minority candidates a, a shot. You know, there, there are so many allegations in there that I don't think in two hours you can go through and say uh, definitively Brian Flores made, made this up, especially what you alluded to with the, with the Belichick tech me- uh, the text messages, which are kind of right there leading, leading like the first or the second real page of the lawsuit. If you had to pick an organizational model out of any pro sports teams that exist, how and who and why they hire who they do to really act as a template, what, who is it and where do they get their perspective vision in your mind? I have to go back to Al Davis and the Raiders, and uh, Mark Davis carries that on. Um, you know, that's he's, he's he hired Art um, Art Shell way back when uh, back in the '90s. Let's well, late '80s. It's been a while. Um, I was I was I was younger. Um, yeah, but so that I think I think that's it. It's like you know he was the you know Al and now Mark, and now Mark there. You know they had you got you had you have Amy Trask in the front office. The the, the, the Raiders would be the one I would say that would have kind of is the model. Um, and obviously they've hired white coaches, they've hired uh, uh, black Hispanic coaches. Um, but so it's like you know they've done more to uh, I'm gonna say integrate the NFL, but it's obviously already integrated when 70 percent of the players are black. But um, but but kind of at least in the front office and, and and the coaching ranks, I think the Raiders have kind of led the charge and and they've done it. They did it, you know, twenty, you know, fifteen, twenty years before the before the Rooney Rule was around. I mean, look at Flores. Flores won a Super Bowl, you know, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, for for for, for the Raiders. So yeah, I think I think that I'm going to say that, and I'm I'm not being a homer on that either. One thing I want to talk about and ask, so, and you brought up the issues that, that Dan Snyder in Washington has had with the league and CTE, where it kind of seems like these issues, no matter how serious, whether for the players or just, just organizationally and people and how unfair that is for, for most, is that the league is kind of too big to fail. 
do I, I have a sense that this could be different, especially, and I know Hugh Jackson earlier today um, talked and he's like, hey, I might join this this class action lawsuit, and I feel like there's tons of others that can. Uh, how humongous can this get, and, and is this something that can tangibly affect the league and not just, hey, we're going to pay out 750 mil for everyone that has concussions like they have in the past? Uh, Representative Rush from Illinois is just within the last uh, within the last couple hours is, is calling for a hearing on this. And I think there's going to be a hearing. It could be multiple hearings in front of multiple committees, um, at least on the House side of Congress. I think, you know, that right now there's a hearing tomorrow for the uh, to talk to some of the victims of the toxic workplace investigation, uh, workplace culture of the uh, Washington commanders. That's tomorrow. But I think this is going to overshadow that. And, it's, and that's unfortunate because I know a lot of the women who were who were brave enough to stand up there tomorrow to talk about it. But this is going to be, you know, this is the biggest sport in, in the U.S. This is a problem that hasn't been solved. The Rooney Rule has been around 19 years, and we still right now have one black coach, uh, head coach in the NFL. The, the, the front offices are more diverse. The, the coordinators are slightly more diverse than they were. But it's, there's going to need to be more done, and especially look at the Vikings. There was a report last night. That you know that the that they're going to be hiring Harbaugh and then they're bringing another coach in um, to 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 uh, to interview. So it's you know that's that's the whole thing. There's this has been talked about, whispered about for a while, where you just have to interview somebody, and usually it's kind of like a coach like Urban Meyer or someone coming from the college ranks, big in demand. Oh, we got oh well, we, we everybody knows they're going to hire some that that coach, and they they still bring in and how, imagine how that felt for Brian Flores. And he and and he said it happened at least twice. Happened with the Broncos too, where he knew he was it was all for show. And that's not that's not that's not going to want number one empower your black coaches. And number two, it's like it's just it's it's just it's demeaning. And to be to be honest, NFL too big to fail. Adrian says maybe in my mind too big of a fire. So now we have to set another one because it seems with every controversy, another one comes in to suck up all the air in the room. As as you mentioned, AJ. Uh, the hearing tomorrow with the oversight committee, very important and, and unfortunate how that just this news cycle works and how much hurt there is and how much inequality there is and how there is actually hope, though, because representation at the highest level in the owner's box is crucial in yeah. many minds in socially legislating the NFL uh, into the next millennia because we are very much behind. Uh, you wrote an article a couple weeks back about Robert F. Smith as a potential bidder as a majority ownership stake in the Denver Broncos. How feasible is this transaction and who or what pre- presents the biggest threat to Smith achieving being the first black owner in the NFL? I think Smith is going to be – I have. So I haven't reported this out yet, but uh, Smith's going to be involved in NFL ownership, I'm pretty sure, at some point over the next two or three years, whether it's with the Broncos or another team that, you know, right now it's only the Broncos. Is You know, there are other teams rumored to be headed that way, but it's kind of, right now, he, I think he wants to be in. He may not, the fit in Denver may not be what, he, for for some reason, which I haven't been able to find out yet, may not be to his liking, but it's. The the there's a good side there's a good portion of the NFL ownership. Um, I'm not going to say what percentage. I it's kind of be a guess, but there's a there's a decent percentage that that want a black owner, and not just for tokenism, but to you know to to actually have someone in the room when you have one person of color with the, that's majority owner, and then as a one co-owner is a um, is a as an, an Asian woman there. Um, so you have basically thirty thirty and a half white guys. Uh, white white men and women um you know just they don't having at least one person of color in the room is going to help and i think 
And I think that's, I think that, and that goes to show, you know, a lot of people are looking at, at Stephen Ross, you know, look at his background. Yeah, he gave the trout flop. He's, there's really no major, you know, none of these owners have really racial, you know, race scandals in their past, really. Um, but it's, it's just having the voice there, and that's needed. It, it's needed, um, you know, and I think it hasn't, because look, look what's happened, you know, they, all the other efforts have not gone over well, um, have not been a success, at least on the head coach level. They're, they're, May, they probably will take a, a couple, you know, some more diverse owners in there. But you have to have $1.2 billion in cash lying around. And, you know, the, you know, the, the you know, we see wage equality and everything else, you know, or wage inequity, you know, that's, it, it's a, it takes a lot of money to just even bid on an NFL team. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the Broncos, and you just mentioned a potential owner. Um, I know that they're going on sale, and it's crazy how the timing works out with this lawsuit and them going on sale. How is this going to affect? Um, you know, are they still going to, I know they're still going to make their cash, but is this going to be a big dent into how much they're going to get for the team? You, you, you're too big to fail. You use that term. It's, it's so true with the NFL. It's, you know, the concussions didn't, 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 didn't stop them. All the kneeling, even though that was, I've, I've run a USA Today. I wrote a story on how bogus that the whole ratings kneeling thing was. There was, had a zero effect, maybe a minimal point, a minimal percent. On how we equate those things to to, to yeah, each other, too, yeah, AJ, but, as well, yeah, right? And that's right. that's part of yeah, the whole right, conversation. It is. And it's kind of like, you know, this the NFL is so massive. It prints money. You know, these you know these, these owners don't even have to if, – if the owners didn't sell a, a single ticket, they would still be profitable. That's how the NFL is, is – the, the TV money is there. The betting partnerships are there. The sponsors are there. You know, it's what this is what happened. The Washington football team changed the name. It was, you know, a racial slur before that. You know, 18 months ago, it was the it, it came down to sponsors. It came down to it, it came down to FedEx, it came down to Nike, and these other major sponsors saying we're not going to be part of this team. We're not going to support this team unless you do something with that name. And that's what's going to happen here. It's going to be taking the Nikes uh, and those other major, you know, league partners, fanatics, you know, and all these, maybe even the betting partners to pressure the leagues. You know, we're giving you. So much money, you have to, you know, you have to reflect society a little more. I'd like to point out the fact that there's other things going on in the world outside of the world of sports that lends this to like what's going on with Spotify and how we're seeing an exodus with artists and just this agency that everybody has. Do I want to be investing my dollars in this product? Because is this product investing their time and resources in the right places? And 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 I think that's kind of a constant conversation we all have to have with uh, our, ourselves as individuals. Uh, AJ, I, I want to lead you or, I, or leave you with a little more jokey question. Do you watch SNL? Are you an SNL fan? Yeah, I, I've, I watch pretty much, I would say, three-fourths of them per season. So okay. I, think I'm, I, I'm, I may have missed one this season, so I'm pretty much caught up, I think. All right, so now there's a little bit of redemptive quality to you then. If you had to pick one recurring <laughs> bit character or skit to best explain and entertain the current state of the NFL on Weekend Update this weekend, who would you choose? Any era, any cast member? Oh. I'm going to go with Stefan. Yes! I think this is a hot Yes! Guess. AJ, um, I have a Stefan and, uh, flag in here. You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, it literally, it's, it's the NFL right now is, is one of the clubs he talked about. So That's an amazing answer. Thank you so much for joining us, AJ. Uh, where can we find your writing and, and your social media handles? Uh, my my uh, social media, my Twitter and Instagram are BYAJPerez. And uh, you can find me at frontofficesports.com. Sign up for our newsletter. I had uh, we had the story last night on the uh, on the uh, 
the um, allegations in, in the lawsuit from Brian Flores. Today we had the – I wrote about the name change really quickly from since I'm here in D.C. Um, so, yeah, sign up for our newsletter twice a day. Great stuff, and I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you so much. AJ Perez of Front Office Sports. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide inventory. And on the other side of the break, well, Vegas Golden Knights won a game and we got all-star updates. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.